Andrew, you can press record now. We are recording, Chris. Whenever you're ready. Ladies and gentlemen, what's good, y'all? It's Chris Gary. It's Andrew Benjamin. And you tuned in to yet another special edition of the We Are Rising podcast. Your source for all things about the Rising Fighting Federation and Japanese mixed martial arts or when we get the opportunity to do crazy and unique things like what we're about to do, you can, well, just guess that we're going to shoot shit. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at ChrisGary92. Andrew is at abenja one The show handle is at WeAreRisingPod. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-I-Z-I-N-P-O-D, all in one word. And you can check us out on YouTube, which I hope you subscribe to the channel, by the way. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, and your favorite podcast providers of choice. But enough about all that. We're here because there's a young lion in the midst who's ready to prowl and look into mill, ah, looking to build his name off the back of a legendary competitor. He stands in at exactly six feet tall, 183 centimeters, weighs in at 205 pounds, 93 kilograms. He is 27 years old, born December the 3rd, 1993, and Helen from West Eastliff, Long Island, New York, USA. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the We Are Rising podcast, New Japan, LA Dojo, Young Lion, Alex Copeland. How are you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing fantastic. I just want to say what a hell of an introduction. I appreciate that. But that weight is outdated. I'm I'm bulking up. I'm up to 220 right now, and I'm only getting bigger and stronger. Just for the folks at home that know. So no No longer junior heavyweights. I'm moving up the ranks. I'm going to be a heavyweight, baby. Oh, uh, and well, it's actually a good thing that you are bulking up, especially if you're taking on J.R. Kratos uh, this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first thing before we get into Bloodsport and, and uh, fan questions, I got to ask, how did you decide when and when and how did you decide to become a pro wrestler, Alex? Uh, I always knew ever since I was a little kid, watched it all growing up. First time I ever saw it, I had my best friend in kindergarten. His name's Steven. Went over to his house. He was watching it. I had no idea what it was, but I immediately fell in love. So ever since then, I always dreamed about it. Daydreaming, dozing off in class. I was always going back to being in that ring and eventually... Decided to make it happen, and here I am today. Very thankful for this. Now, did you ever think uh, that, and that in this time that you would be in New Japan Pro Wrestling and wrestling in Japan, that, that this would be your career right now? Well, I always, I always hoped it would be. I, if there was a small part of me that thought it was actually going to happen, uh, you know. I mean, you, I mean, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, though, that's specifically the thing. New Japan. I've been a fan of New Japan my whole life. That's how I found out about the opportunity for the LA Dojo by being a fan, and uh, I'll talk all about that uh, in a little bit. But man, it's a it's a dream come true. I'm happy that I'm here. I'll now, say that. I've heard of the that these uh I guess um I guess uh, open calls or whatever for, to join the dojo. You know, it's not easy. Not everybody gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just you, Carl mm-hmm. Fredericks, uh, and Clark Connors, uh, who are, who, as far as I, if there's anybody else and they quit, I don't know about them, but you're the three survivors so far. So what is it like being in, in, in New Japan and training in the, uh, LA dojo? Like what, it, what is it, what is like, what is your daily routine? 
Of course, yeah, we are the original three that got picked out of the first round of camps that they held back in 2018. But we have since picked up two more recruits, actually three. We have uh, Gabe, Gabriel Kidd, who uh, is over in Japan right now. He's been at the Nogate Dojo for some time training, but started out with us in L.A. And now we have uh, Kevin Knight and the DKC training with us as newer recruits, the second class, the second official class at the L.A. Dojo. But as far as daily training goes, um, it's basically what you think, what you expect under somebody, you know, if you know anything about uh, Ketsuyo Shibata, you've heard anything about him, you'd expect nothing but the strictest, tightest, toughest training. And that's what we do six days a week. We get up at the crack of dawn, head to the dojo, do our daily warmups and uh, train for hours and hours, uh, just doing what we do, killing each other so we can do it to other people in a professional capacity. Actually, it's also funny that you bring up uh, Shibata-san already because actually we had a uh, we have a bunch of questions uh, that came in from a Japanese fan that DM'd us, and actually one of the questions was about how is uh, Coach Shibata. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess are you ready to describe him as tough? You know, I'm guessing, but it's more like a tough love thing. You know, it's like he's doing it to help break you br- break you down to break you to bring you up. Is that kind of how it is? That's a good way of putting it, breaking us down to build us back up. Um, you know, even beforehand, I wasn't training for super long. Before, uh, before joining the LA Dojo, but still there are, there are habits from all of us, from Clark, Carl, and myself that he wanted to break and I guess beat out of us so we can relearn from his, uh, his Japanese roots, from the New Japan style, the, the fighting spirit, which is really what it's all about. And over the years, it's definitely what he's instilled in us to a frightening capacity. I never would have expected uh, the training to be like this. It's intense, grueling, super physical, the hardest thing I've ever done, but so so incredibly worth it every single day that I look forward to it, no matter how painful it might be, but it's the highlight of my day. Now, I remember watching the documentary on, uh, on the LA Dojo and uh, it featured you, Carl Frederick and Clark Connors. Mm-hmm. Um, has everybody figured out how to make Chanko now properly? <laughs> you know, the first couple of times were a little difficult, but uh, yeah, we ironed out the process. I have it written down on my phone. I like the pork kimchi specifically. That's my uh, favorite, but there are a few different kinds we learned to make uh, salt, miso, so on and so forth to treat every now and then. Because when I was watching the documentary and the fact that, uh, it, that it was like Chanko is something entirely new to all of you, it mm. was that I found that just like very hilarious that, you know, you got you guys speaking English, Shabbat is speaking in broken English or maybe uh, as best English as he possibly can. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just horrified. I'm just thinking like how horrible the first Chanko must have been, must not have been up to his liking. There is a big part of the language buried there. Yeah. Uh, describing how to cook. But uh, <laughs> we ironed out the process, like I said before. We, we put our own little touches on it here and there. No more fish balls. Not really our deal. But uh, it's the L.A. Dojo Chanko. <laughs> I'll say that much. It's the L.A. Dojo Chanko. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, well, let's talk about a little bit about, uh, you know, I- do you see 2021 as being your year? And the reason why I say this is because 2020, you know, we got Carl Fredericks moved on from being a long, young lion. Clark Connors won the uh, Lions break tournament, but 2020, you kind of seemed to be in the background. You didn't seem to, to do as much as probably you wanted to, but do you see 2021 as being your breakout year as a pro wrestler? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people know this. I'm coming off a, a neck injury. So last year, I only throughout the whole year from January 1st, to, uh, to the new year. I only had nine matches with New Japan. I haven't wrestled since uh, July against Tom Lawler on Lions Break Collision. So I haven't even wrestled on New Japan Strong yet, technically, which has been going out since the summer. So 
I'm ready to hit the ground running with Bloodsport 4 coming up this Saturday on the 13th. Just to show everybody that I have not just been sitting on my ass waiting for myself to get better. Like you said, this year is going to be my year, whether people know it or not, I am going to show them. And that is not an exaggeration. That is a fact. People will know what I can do by the end of this year. Actually, that's a great uh, segue into Buzzsport 4. Um, actually, we do have another question. By the way, uh, the first question about Shibata-san was from Kuni Saito, and he also has another question as well. Uh, he wants to know, uh, there is many. There, you're the only dojo guy that's going to be in Bloodsport. Uh, and he wants to know what, what the difference is wrestling a dojo guy versus a non-dojo guy. Well, the thing I like the most about wrestling the dojo guys is that we know each other so well. I know Clark's tricks. I know Carl's tricks. We, we're, we're brothers at this point. I know what they're thinking. I know what they're going to do and vice versa. They know all my stuff. So when we wrestle, it's really as close to a chess game as we could get while being inside the ring. But uh, maybe against somebody else, they don't know what I'm going to do. But on the other hand, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I try to do my research beforehand. Like I'm wrestling Kratos this Saturday. I have actually wrestled him before in a tag match a couple of years back. He's a very strong man. He's a big man. I've seen a few of his matches since then too. And um, I, I see some of the things he can do, but he might be hiding something up those big ass sleeves of his that I might not be aware of. But on the other end, you know, I've been training in the background for the past seven or eight months. He doesn't know what I can do either. And uh, I have a, I have a plan to take him down. Mm. I think we're going to surprise him. But yeah, the big differences between the dojo guys, the non-dojo guys, is how well we know each other. But both kinds of matches I welcome. I love them both. I love the chess game, and I love going in blind. doesn't matter to me. I just want to fight. Now, actually, you know, let's uh, talk a little bit about Kratos. Uh, you know, he's, he's on New Japan Strong. Uh, you two have not wrestled on New Japan Strong, but you said you've met uh, years ago. He's with the, uh, the very uh, tough and uh, scary faction, uh, uh, filthy, uh, the filthy faction. That was yeah, it seems filthy. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. I guess you could call him like he's their he's their heavy. He's he's a guy you know you gotta get if you want to see if you want to talk to Tom Waller, you gotta go through him. Oh, so, yeah. um, have you watched his matches uh, on Strong to uh, get? Oh, to- of course, of course, I've seen him throwing dudes around. Everybody in that faction, Danny Limelight, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, of course, who who I have wrestled, and uh, Kratos, of course, himself, and uh, they all bring something very very different to the table. They're all very unique. You know, Tom Lawler himself, much like uh, Shibata-san, uh, a former professional fighter. And uh, he's, I think, as much as I want to kick his ass, I think he's a great leader. And I think he's got a good eye for talent. So picking those two guys uh, to be on his team, uh, they've got to be good picks. So I'm going to try not to underestimate Kratos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, how could you look at the guy? He's huge. You oh. have to be stupid to do that. I mm-hmm. He's not, he's, he's definitely sticks out from if you like line up uh, a bunch of people in the room, he's a guy that will stick out, I think. Oh, no matter what, yeah. Uh, and so, and what is your impression of him as a wrestler? As a wrestler, yes. Uh, again, I'll reiterate, I'm really going to try not to underestimate him because uh, you expect guys like that to be bulky and slow and uh, want to have a slow paced match because their stamina might not be good, but from what I've seen. And I've seen a handful of, of matches from him now, not just with New Japan Strong, but doing my own research in the past against guys like uh, Tim Thatcher, who I think is going to be very similar to what I'm going to try to do. Uh, uh, he's not like that at all. For a man his size, 270, 280 pounds, he can move, he can grapple. Uh, he knows what he's doing out there. 
He's a he's a seasoned veteran, and uh, I, I can't wait to beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the main difference, obviously, between you know when you wrestle New Japan, uh, Bloodsport, different rules. Uh, you have ropes in New Japan. You don't have ropes in uh, in Bloodsport, and you know there's there's kind of similar overlapping rules. You know, no close strikes. You know, no 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 eye gouging, no biting. You know, none of the things that could disqualify you, but the big one is that matches can end in knockout or submission. How would you like this match? How would you like to finish uh, JR Kratos? Well, I'm a, I'm a young lion. We've been training the Boston crab religiously since the day we stepped foot in that ring. So I feel like that's my best chance. He's a big guy, but I'm no slouch. I can deadlift 600 pounds. If I can get him by his legs and I put him in that Boston crab, there's no way he's getting out. Like you said, there's no ropes, no rope breaks. He can't escape. Once I'm there, I'm going to break him in half if he doesn't tap out. So we better watch out for that. But what are you going to try and do? Weaken his legs with kicks or something? Ah, I can't give away my whole strategy, but <laughs> I'm going to try to understood, take understood. him off. Otherwise, what would be the whole point in giving a strategy away? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's coming up this Saturday. He might be listening. He might get my uh my ideas, and I don't want him to, to know too much beforehand. But now yeah. That- did you uh, consult with Shibata-san at all about this match? You know, get any, you know, as somebody who is, was a pro fighter, did you kind of solicit advice, you know, just on this different type of matches that you're doing or something like that? Or And actually, as, as I branch off of that, have you been, do you, are you training differently as well at the dojo for this match? Um, I would say the training would be kind of similar. We've been training um, amateur takedowns, holds, um, what you'd expect, knee bars, arm bars, heel hooks, uh, ankle picks, takedown, single leg, go behind, double leg, all these things. And since, again, the day we stepped foot in the dojo, we've been doing this the entire time. We all moved out here to Los Angeles to train under Shibata-san. And I've been picking his brain, not just because of blood sport, but because this is what I wanted to do. This is always what I wanted to do. I want to fight. So I'm always asking him for other advice and other moves and little tips and tricks to make the whole just that much more nasty from his experience. So this is super exciting to me that I get to put this uh, out there for people to see what I've specifically been training more than Clark, more than Carl, no discredit to those guys, but this is what I've always wanted to do. And, actually, and I, yeah, I've been training not just with a uh, Shibata son, but I've also spent a decent amount of time training with uh, Mr. Barnett and his fight team. So graciously had me and let me train with them for periods of time when I'm not too busy with the LA dojo. And I'm um, super thankful for that too. And I've learned a lot there also. And actually, uh, so how does it feel that you were the young lion chosen for this? You know, they could have gone with Carl. They could have gone with Clark. Um, yeah, but they chose you. How does it feel that you, that you were the one chosen out of, out of your generation of the young lions? It means they know what they're looking for and they know what they're doing because I am the best choice out of those three, out of us three at the LA Dojo. And this is, I've, we've been trying to make this happen for a little while. I, I've been wanting to do blood sport for a long time, but um, I've been injured. Scheduling has been in the way, but I'm very, very happy that this is the time I finally get to make my debut. Now, you know, let's say, you know, the fight goes your way, you beat J.R. Kratos. Um, do you think that, that there might, you guys might clash again. He might want to get revenge or get that a win back in New Japan. Strong. I welcome it. Whether win, lose, or draw, it's going to be a fight. If he's going to win, he's got to take it from my fucking cold, dead fingers. 
because I'm not going to just let him have it. And if he wins, I'm going to challenge him on strong. And if he said, if, if I win, I'm sure he's going to challenge me. Well, actually, I, 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 wherever we fight, I don't care where I'm going to fight him. I'm actually even going to say, if you beat him, then you can go on and challenge the leader, uh, Tom Waller, you know, well, you know, take, you beat the, you beat basically the, the their, uh, their second, the second, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, but like I said that before the heavy go mm-hmm. through him and then you can go right through uh, the leader. Exactly. At that point, I would love a rematch with, with Tom too. And, uh, you know, that was my last match that I had. This is going to be my return this Saturday on February 13th at Bloodsport 4. And um, I'm already so much more confident in a fight scenario and a wrestling scenario than I was back then. So I think it'll go a little differently this time too. Lawler got the better of me last time, but I was very close to beating him. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, so we you did bring up uh, training other places. And actually, again, we had another question uh, from Kuni Saito. And he asked, he wanted to know when Goto, when Hiroki Goto came to L.A., uh, how was it like training with him? He is another fantastic person to just have around. Um, he came in uh, with the original idea not to, to be a trainer for us, but to train alongside us under his good friend and you know, our trainer, uh, Shibata son, but of course, you know, being in the ring with him, we learned so much and he showed us a lot of very cool things too. He was here for a limited time, but in that short time, um, it was, it was a great learning experience. He's a very strong man, very, very strong. And just the way he throws his kicks, especially, and how he can easily just pick guys up on his shoulders and just throw them around. Um, it was cool to pick his brain for little techniques and, and just how to go about picking guys up like that. And the, the way he whips his hips, so his, uh, his kicks really give as much damage as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, because you know, it's funny because he not only came there, he, I, I think that was, I'm trying to remember which match it was he was up against. Was it the J, was it against Jay White? I think he was the A came over the train for. Was that the J, was that Jay White? Oh, I, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm sorry. But, well, uh, I'll have to look it up, but. um. Or Chris will knows when he comes back, but uh, it, he came there to train. But also, I'm guessing you guys trained. He trained you guys as well. Uh, a little bit. He, he mostly came to train uh, with us. But you know, what, if yeah, you have a guy uh, like Goto, sure well. I'm oh, pretty sure ahead. that fight and mention him was against Jay White. Am I not right? That's what I was thinking. That's what I was, I was thinking. I could I wasn't so sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I just okay. So it was kind of like it was kind of like a dual training process. Uh, you guys are training with him. He's tra- uh, mm. you're training. It's, it was kind of like everybody was training one another. Yeah, basically. Again, he came in with the primary focus of training with us to to get ready for his fight. But of course, when when he's around, living with us, sharing the ring with us for for all this time, um, we're we're gonna ask him a few things. We're gonna try to learn from him, pick his brain a little bit. So yeah, it was very beneficial all around. I'm actually curious to know what is the best advice that any member of uh, of the New Japan roster has given you? What is like the number one piece of wrestling advice you've ever gotten? Just keep your heart, keep your fighting spirit, never give up. It sounds simple, but it means the world in wrestling. It's very important. Never forget that. And I, uh, Chris, we do have a fan question from Twitter uh, from our, our buddy Gentleman's Combat. If you want to take that over, because I feel bad I've been talking forever and you're just sitting sitting there doing nothing. So I want to give you something to do. 
It's okay. I mean, I actually feel well not talking too much because I do tend to blow myself out talking. But still, <laughs> the main question that this person, Gentleman's Combat, at Gentleman's Combat on Twitter, asked is, in preparation before, I mean, in preparation for this blood sport event, how much of Magomed Khan Gazmatov, a.k.a. Volkan, have you been watching? Volkan is a guy I have been watching for a long time. Uh, ever since I saw, there was a video on YouTube where he just does a demonstration in front of a Japanese audience of all these holds. He's in this full combat gear, full camo, and he just kicks this poor dude's ass for like five or ten mm -hmm. minutes. And since then, I, I went back and found a bunch of his old matches. And, man, just uh, the double wrist lock suplex, all his heel holds and his knee bars. He's a guy I studied very closely. You know how happy Gentleman's Combat is going to... That is a, whenever we interview anybody from Bloodsport, that is a question he always asks. How much Volcan are they watching? You might be... Chris, you're going to have to uh, help me remember. Is, is Alex maybe the first one who's actually non-ironically said that he's watched Volcan? Because hmm. everybody else has either said no or, oh, uh, yeah, all the Volcan. Yeah, all the Volcan. Oh, they're like, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm 90... I'm 90... Uh, uh, I'm 90% sure that no, nobody else has actually said, yeah, I watched Volkan. I studied his stuff. You might be the first. I like to do my I research. Mean, to be honest, to be quite honest, if they have studied Volkan, they must have been a real diehard Fighting Network Rings fan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, and, oh, actually, uh, uh, Kunio Saito wa wanted me to also say this as well to you, uh, Alex. He says he's your favorite of the Gaijin Young Lions and that he compares you to Dynamite Kid as a wrestler. Well, that's a fantastic compliment on both ends. Uh, thank you very much. Um, so what do you what do you how do you foresee your career trajectory in 2021 like uh it, obviously man. you're still a young line you still gotta grow you got this blood sport match coming up you know that wins i think it's fair to say that that you can only go up from there what is your yeah just tell us about your career trajectory in 2021 well if there's anything i think most people have learned from 2020 as a year is that you can never tell what's going to happen next the future is unpredictable even right now i never thought i was going to be here uh, in Los Angeles in the LA dojo training under Shibata-san. Not in a million years would I've ever dreamed this would happen. So I don't like to think huge long-term plans. I like to take it day by day. And right now my focus is this Saturday. I have a fight coming up and that's it. And after that, I'm going to focus on the next fight and I'm just going to keep fighting. Of course I have long-term goals, but you have to take it one day at a time right now. And that's what I'm going to do. Any chance that you know we could that you know Blood Sport Six? I know there's a Blood Sport Five, and would we don't know any of the wrestlers are, are on maybe that or Blood Sport Six, Seven, Eight, Nine, Ten. Do we can you were you welcome to coming back to another Blood Sport show after this, regardless of the outcome? Um, regardless of the outcome, uh, I really hope I get the invitation extended, and I would absolutely love to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you. You must have some questions for uh, Alex. Well, I mean, I only got but a few. I apologize for even coming unprepared in advance. But I just have to ask, like, a couple of questions. First of all, out of all the young lions that you have trained with in the L.A. Dojo, 
aside from yourself, which other young line would you think would be best suited for a format like Bloodsport? We have one of our newer recruits, the DKC. You can catch him on uh, New Japan Strong. I think he's mm-hmm. got what it takes for Bloodsport as well. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I mean, considering... I think he has I mean, a jiu-jitsu background. I think he has a jujitsu background, I believe, or something. Judo, I believe. He, he's trained a lot of different things. He's always showing me cool new things, honestly, when, we, uh, when, when we're training in the dojo. Mm. He's, he's a fun guy to scrap around with. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he's super well-versed. He's got a, a, a very lengthy background. He was an amateur fighter for a while, too. And, uh, yeah, I think oh, uh, it'd be very cool to see him there, too. Actually, Chris, I'm just going to uh, just – Take over for one second. Actually, that's a funny another segue into another question that Kuni Saito has. He wants to know what's your impression of Ren Narita is. Ren Narita just recently uh, came back on New Japan Strong uh, after years of uh, I, I, going, I guess, being MIA. He wants to know uh, is he strong? Is he a good wrestler? Can you tell us your thoughts on uh, Narita san? Uh, Narita definitely embodies the fighting spirit. Uh, for someone to, to choose, you know, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Young Lion system, but after you, quote unquote, uh, graduate, typically you uh, you go on what they call an excursion to where mm-hmm. you go outside the dojo. You go elsewhere, potentially another country and train for another few years to find yourself as a professional wrestler. And Renderita chose to come here to the L.A. dojo in Los Angeles to train with us. And I think that shows a lot of heart. So, of course, he's welcome here and uh, he's really strong. He sleeps a lot. But um, besides that, he's a great person to train with. I'm happy to have him here. I like that. He sleeps a lot. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. when Narita understands that, you know, this isn't no vacation. I'm here to learn. I'm here to grow. And mm-hmm. I'm not here to slouch around. That's what I respect most about it. Some people might be like, oh, send me to send me here. Send me there. Some people might think of an excursion as a, whew, finally, I don't have to do squats every day. Let's just chill out and, and wrestle. But him, no, he, he's keeping this going. He's torturing himself and respect, man. Respect. Also, in fairness, right. you know, I think it's a good thing that he chose the LA Dojo, apart from the fact that Shibata-san is there and all of you guys mm-hmm. there. But, you know, if he had chosen uh, to, go, to go to Mexico CMOL, I don't know. His training might have been stunted because of the of this uh, whole of the COVID thing. I don't know. It feels like that's yeah, kind of like a blessing disguise. Uh, honestly, yeah. Just like um, what happened with uh, Gabriel Kidd. Um, he's been in Japan because of the COVID thing. Uh, he's making the best of it. Same with Narita over here. I mean, when life gives you lemons, what are you supposed to do? Um, he's been making the most of it. And uh, again, it's very difficult for him to be so out of his element, so far away from home for such an extended period of time. But yeah, man, uh, he just keeps on training and he never stops, never stops. Uh, got a lot of energy. And again, man, like you said before, under Katsuyori Shibata, if you had the choice to go anywhere to train, why would you pick anywhere else? Mm-hmm. It should be the number one destination mm-hmm. for people who want to train. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so, yeah. go, go ahead. Okay, another question I want to ask, and this is a question that Andrew would normally ask, blended with a question that I would normally ask. Well, I've been asking this for like a few months now. But considering the fact that there has been certain wrestlers who have been calling professional wrestling a performance art, and those who have, I mean, those celebrities like social media influencers who have 
you know, only jumped into professional wrestling or even professional combat sports with the, you know, idea that they're just going to make some money and then do more stupid shit on the side. I mean, what are your thoughts about, you know, that? And do you see professional wrestling as more sport-based than performance-based? All I'll say about that is the people who prefer to call professional wrestling more of a uh, performance-based medium has not stepped foot Mm -hmm. inside of the L.A. Dojo. That's all I'll say. Well, I guess also, right. what about what about finding the balance between you know, you know, obviously, you know, wrestling is about winning. It's about you know showing so much heart, you know, and all that stuff. But also finding you know to be able to to engage in the audience. What would you? How do? How is Shabbat for somebody like? Uh, do you do you learn that also, or is that something that you just kind of are discovering on your own, so to speak? Well, as far as the uh, the crowd participation, as especially right now, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Strong, yeah, but man, we're just here to fight. That's what me, Clark, Carl, and now Kevin, DK, Gabe, Narita, we're all just here to fight, and we're taught to win, and we're taught to fight well. Hmm. That's so all basically mm, understood. But basically, what you would probably say is when it comes down to celebrities getting in combat sports. You would probably say, hey, this isn't the thing for you if you want to make money. You have to build up on passion and stuff like that, right? I feel like to really, truly succeed in pro wrestling or fighting, you have to love what you do. I don't think this is the place to make a quick buck. I mean, some people dip their toes in, make a few dollars, and then leave. They realize it's not for them. That's fine. But some people have to find that out for themselves, that they're not cut out for it. I'm not going to tell anybody not to wrestle. I'm not going to tell anybody not to fight. But uh, it's possible there are some people out there that uh, this isn't the business for them. But they got to figure that out for themselves. If they want to try it out, try to make some money, that's not going to be as easy as they thought it'd be. Actually, I'm going to steal this question from you, Chris. Um, If you weren't uh, weren't a a professional wrestler right now, what would you be doing as – would you be doing anything else or is this, was this just your, the goal you had set in mind? This was always it for me. They're all grown up uh, pro wrestling. It's even weird to think about me doing something else now, but I've had side jobs growing up. I was a personal trainer back in long Island. I worked at a gym for four, four and a half years. Um, I played drums. Maybe I'd be playing drums in a band. I don't know, man, but uh, it's weird to think about because this is such my life now day in, day out waking up, eating, breathing, sleeping, wrestling. So, yeah, I don't even know. Maybe maybe at a gym still. I'm glad I'm not, though. I'm glad I'm doing this. Uh, do you ever get time to yourself? I know that you guys are always training. You guys are wrestling, making chonko. But is there, do you ever get some, some days off where you can just, like, call mom or dad or your girlfriend or whoever and just be like, hey, you know, Things are going good here. We had we did a hundred, a thousand neck bridges or something, <laughs> um, or something along those lines. Do you ever get time to yourselves, or just kind of just like, are you just in a daily routine of wrestle, train, eat, sleep, repeat? It's we rarely get a day off to rest, and on the rest days, they're more recovery days. We're just lying down with ice bags, <laughs> eating, trying to trying to get ready for the next day tomorrow. But man, we wouldn't be doing it. We wouldn't be here today if we didn't love every second of it. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Oh, actually, Kuri Saito has another question. He wants to know, um, do any, I guess, are there any guest coaches? Like, do you ever get bring like a guest coach to uh, New Japan or, or, or New Japan Dojo? Like, I know Goto, we brought up Goto before. That wasn't mm-hmm. really like a, uh, I, I guess, co- but like, that has Shibata, like, San ever brought, brought anybody else to train? from? You know, um, I don't want to give away too much of what happens in the LA Dojo but it's, it's very focused. Mm. Um, I don't want to give a detailed plan about what we do, but oh yeah, it's just been Shibata-san every single day, just him telling us what to do. And I think he wants to, it's not so much professional wrestling, it's uh, what he calls uh, Shibataism. Shibataism. Yeah, so I don't think he wants to mix that with anything else. I think he wants to give us purely his vision of professional wrestling. And doesn't want us to deviate from that until we think of our own branching paths of what kind of wrestlers we want to develop to be, starting uh-huh. from his uh, original seed, his ideas. So as far as guest trainers or anything like that, there hasn't really been much going on. Oh, so he's basically a one man ar- one man army teaching, uh, teaching. You know how many is it? Six, seven, eight, whatever. Almost like about ten people there. I think you know. Just yeah. you know, that's gotta be. Hey, you know, if there's anybody who could do that, it's definitely Shibata because he can control the room. He can control exactly. The room. He also, does it, and he does it well. And if if anybody gets out of line, of course that kendo stick is. I think it's a kendo stick. Is that a kendo? That's, stick? A, that's a kendo stick. Okay, oh, yeah. good. I know it very well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's very easy to control uh, people in a room if you have a kendo stick. Just saying. Just saying. Yep, yeah, that's another thing I learned from the LA dojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Uh. Alex, I just wanted to ask as well. Is there anything else? Like, what can you? Uh. Just you know, sum up. You know, this match coming up against Jr. Kratos. Uh. You know, tell us. You know, for fans who may not be familiar with you. Um, you know, tell them why they should tune in and look forward to your match. Well, if you want to see somebody who has been just foaming at the mouth, going stir crazy, ready to get back to what he's always wanted to do. I had seven, eight months off in recovery from my passion, from my dream, from professional wrestling. I've been wanting to beat dudes up every day in my room when I'm at PT, when, when I'm, I'm doing calisthenics, when I've been back in the gym and slowly over time, uh, I realized that I was able to do it again. And uh, this is my first time that people are going to be able to see me kick some dude's ass in a long time. And if you want to see somebody who so desperately needs to get back in the ring, who so violently wants to, to, to do what he wants to do, then tune in this Saturday, uh, February 13th, me versus J.R. Kratos, and you will see somebody who will leave it all out there on the line. This is like the first game back after the season ends. This is a year-long break. I just can't wait to do this again. And I also can't wait for people to see me do it again because it's going to be one hell of a show. And you can get that on www.bloodsport.watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for those on the East Coast, it'll be seven- And when it comes down to... Oh, so like right. Chris, you Chris, gotta Sorry, go give ahead. the time away. Yeah. Seven ahead. Eastern, four Pacific is the time that this event will take place Saturday, February 13th. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure many people got a lot of flight plans and flight, pan- flight plans. Well, not that many because of COVID, but please go out of your way to check this show out. You won't miss a damn thing and you won't be left unsatisfied. But still, 
the main thing I have to ask before we close things out is, let's just say if you impress well in doing this blood sport, I mean, in having this blood sport match against J.R. Kratos, would you be interested in, you know, finding in another blood sport show or, you know, potentially putting over your young lion teachings, you know, apparently where, ah, what am I trying to say? Would you basically consider doing another blood sport show or potentially compete in more shows should New Japan let you do it? Hell yeah, I would. Absolutely. Remember that Bloodsport is a very unique show, Chris. You know, not everybody gets it's. You know, there's all there's shows tons of all over, but getting invited to a Bloodsport is kind of like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a being it's the wrestling clubhouse in a way. It's 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 like the the or or in a sporting or in a sporting landscape, it's kind of like getting invited to the college football playoffs. Oh, okay, okay. It's like getting invited to the Mortal Kombat tournament on Shang Tsung's island. That's an even better comparison. Yes. That's, yes. that's even better. That's it. And uh, yeah, Alex, we do appreciate you taking your time out to talk to us. We know, like you said, uh, being uh, in the uh, very busy schedule and you taking your mm-hmm. time out to talk to us is very, very appreciative. And we're really looking forward to your match. We hope that, uh, yeah, we hope that you come out the, the winner, you know, you know, do LA Dojo proud, you know, knock Kratos out or submit him. You know, that's, that's the, that's, that's mm-hmm. the most we can say. I'm going to do my best and thank you guys very exactly. much. Yeah. Thank you very much for having oh, me. And uh, Chris, Andrew at oh. the, we are rising podcast. Mm-hmm. No problem. Had a great time. No problem. And by the way, is there any way people can get in contact with you? Obviously you got Twitter, but is there any way people can get in contact with you? Uh, like, yeah, social media or anything, you know, follow you. Yeah. I'm on Twitter at, let me double check. I don't think I have it offhand. Yeah. I'm Alex Coglin at Alex Coglin. 93 Coglin spelled cough L-I-N. People make that mistake a lot. It's all cool. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram at something something deadlift. That was my old name and I never changed it. It's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> That's funny. I saw the Instagram. I, I saw that, that name before when I, when I was uh, look, looking around. Uh, for, uh, I was like, that's a, that's a really unique Instagram. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything else at the time, and I stuck with it. Hey, you know what? That's unique. People can remember that. You know what? It's not It's not something with a your, like, your name and a bunch of numbers. That's like something that people remember. Something, something Exactly. Like it worked out. And again, uh, Alex, thank you for your time. We wish you the best, best of luck in your match. We hope to you know, see more of you on New Japan Strong and also on future Bubble Sports shows. And yeah, New Japan, I'm looking forward to whenever you graduate, man. Appreciate that very much. And again, thanks for having me on at the We Are Rising podcast. Thank you very much, Alex. Of course. No problem.